Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 52 Huxtable, the Deathlock Horse Trainer. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Carla Romero's table in the Levitating Platter. <laughs> everyone and welcome to another exciting episode this week of sidekicks and side quests the best and grandest and most coolest unofficial DD podcast in my humbly biased opinion i'm joined by another fabulous guest this week so without much further ado i'm going to turn the mic over and ask uh if my lovely guest would go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what it is that you do all right. Hi, guys. So my name is Carla Romero, and I am a certified personal trainer with Camp Gladiator. But my previous life, I was a fellow music major. And um, so that's why my handle, I guess, for social media is Bardfell Inspiration. Because <laughs> okay. I also do love tabletop role playing and whatnot. So yes. Awesome. And then, um, yeah, and we can talk about where we've been and whatnot. But that's that's me. I'm a certified personal trainer um, that started this year full time so yeah i'm excited yeah like <laughs> it's been were... a wild ride 2020 <laughs> Yes, this year has definitely brought all kinds of uh, changes and surprises to us all. And certainly, like you were alluding to earlier, we both know each other from our college careers when we were both music majors in the far mythical land of West Texas, you to the north and <laughs> me to the south. Um, but we were, our schools were aligned and there was an alliance and uh, I made a journey to the north and we met at a party, I believe it was. So I think so. Uh, yeah, stayed in touch, became friends, and obviously we are in the same nerd circle, so it was only natural to invite you here to the show and, you know, get to do something fun and creative together. Yes, absolutely. I need it after with all of this situation. <laughs> Right. after quarantine and everything and I'm it's funny because I am an introvert but you know at some point just like where are my nerds at <laughs> exactly so yeah yes I'm excited I, awesome well do you currently or have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons 
I am, yes. I'm so we're currently still trying to get through my Pathfinder campaign. Not mine, but apparently it is mine because there was a mistake or something where I had mentioned to my local board game shop that, hey, I'd love to do a homebrew DM for a Pathfinder like Rise of the Rune Lords for as kind of like a low-key family therapy thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then they got the order wrong and they're like, hey, your campaign for like the Silver Raven path on Pathfinder came in. It's six books. I was like, yeah, that's not my order. And then apparently word got out to my community and they're like, hey, when are you running this campaign? I was like, I'm totally not. <laughs> so we're in book five of them. So yeah, long story short, I guess they're now my books. And we've been trying to, it's been like a three year long campaign. It's been the longest campaign, but yes, I've, I've had, um, I've done D&D &D 5e, I've done D&D &D 4e. That was interesting. Um, And then I've also, well, I've witnessed some world of darkness and I've tried to make my bard character Renya come to life for the past I don't know four attempts at Pathfinder while we were in college mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's really difficult during the end of classes and you know surprisingly it's better now yeah so I, I do have um I guess at least like 10 years now experience with tabletop but this is the furthest my level my character has been and she's currently a, a bard and a shadow dancer so yeah cool. i'm excited for her yeah so we're, we're doing that but uh our, our next session is in a few weeks and we've been meeting up and i'm um i'm really looking forward to everyone feeling comfortable and meeting in person again so we could do feast like you know and make this whole tavern levitating platter thing happen at my house <laughs> right Yes. Well, with a long and storied uh, history in Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, tabletop, and video games in general, we like to video ask games, on the yep. show, do you happen to have a favorite NPC, whether they're from tabletop or video game, film, literature, etc.? And why are they your favorite sidekick or NPC? Yeah. Okay. So this is funny. Uh, Bellathor from Skyrim. Um, the video game. Okay. Um, and not because, yeah, so Bellathor is one of the first shopkeepers you come across in the main cities in Skyrim. And he's like, <laughs> he'll say, he'll say, like, everything's for sale. If I had a sister, I would sell her too. And it's just ridiculous. And, you know, NPC, like in video game logic, well, they're like blocking you at the store and you're, but he's my favorite because um, we came across a parody video. Um, and it's not a parody, it was a very well done um, YouTube series when Skyrim first came out and they parodied Bellathor and they said Gregathor and they were doing the same thing where they were blocking you while mm -hmm. sweeping and so I introduced Skyrim to my family including my, um, my stepson but we mainly ask him to sweep the house as his main chore so now he'll go, every time he grabs a broom he'll be like Gregathor makes me sweep instead of Bellathor because the parody was Gregathor. So now it's been become my favorite character just because it's become like a family um, inside joke. And every time we sweep the house, it's just like this whole thing. And it wasn't even Bellathor, it was his um, assistant. <laughs> He's like, Bellathor makes me sweep. So oh. <laughs> between the both of them, it's just that shop. And uh, yeah, it's, and then um, a side quest, one of my favorite ones in that same game was a talking dog that leads you in this Daedric quest. And it's this crazy thing, but it's just the small things that are very uncommon. and. 
yep, they're my favorite. <laughs> so you say you would say this talking dog is your favorite overall side quest in any game then and the and it's just because it's so out there why it's your favorite? Yeah, I think I would say the um NPC would be like Bellathor and his assistant and then the talking dog would be my favorite side quest unless you want to bring in like um the Tomb Raider series oh. because every side quest there like you know, is I, I'll take it. I, I'm that person in video games who does everything but the main quest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like everything's, you know, and they have the, they'll say, oh yeah, the town is burning. It's like, and he was like, oh, let me see how many butterflies it catch. <laughs> right. <laughs> For like achievements. <laughs> So, right, everyone's an yeah. achievement hunter. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into side quests, let's just say that. <laughs> yes, I, I am a fan of the Survivor timeline of Tomb Raider, because that's the only version I've ever played. So, uh, And of course, Lady Camilla Stedding has uh, made an appearance on this show, so I hope I did at least the Survivor iteration of Lara Croft uh, some justice. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, she's been my inspiration since childhood. That's literally like partially why I'm a personal trainer. It's like, <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. Hello, everyone. I just want to take a moment to tell you about my first ever sponsor, Plus One EXP. Tony Vicenda is the mastermind behind this trifecta of triumph. He produces tabletop themed beard balms, beard themed tabletop RPGs, and helps to support additional tabletop content creators on Patreon. Now, each of his beard balms is flavored after the basic stats from D&D. Do you need some strength for your beard? Why, apply and feel yourself empowered with the scent of pine and cedar with a minty edge. If you're feeling rather charismatic, apply a balm of sweet-smelling amber, clove, and pipe tobacco. Each one of these balms is unique in its makeup. And of course, don't forget, Tony developed a whole RPG that allows you to harness your facial ferocity and hair-raising adventures. You can snag a copy of that game as well as a style stencil, enamel pin, or a map of the Whiskerverse. And finally, aside from all of the awesome interviews and actual plays Tony has on Plus One EXP, every purchase you make feeds into the Plus One Forward program, which supports small indie content creators to continue making amazing tabletop RPG content. So head on over to plusonexp.com. That's plus one spelled out and exp.com in order to shop for these balms and games and more. And when you go to check out, use my affiliate code Randolph to save some coin on your purchase and to help support sidekicks and sidequests. How else do you think our tavern keeper at the Levitating Platter is going to keep his silver beard so awesome? Once again, the code is Randolph, like how it's spelled on episode two and his write-up, in order to save on your order and help support the show. So thank you so much, and now, back to the podcast. Well, it sounds like then that leads into our last question here of the personal interview section. Uh, what are you passionate about and why? Okay, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Um, first off, being unapologetically yourself, because I feel like, you know, if more people were themselves and their top shape, not only like physical shape, but, you know, mentally and whatnot, then we'd get the best version of a unique soul for everyone to really experience. Um, but yeah, that does tie into things that I'm very passionate about, holistic health um, in general. Uh, and that stems from my childhood. Um, I always, I was 
too, I had too much energy <laughs> and I'd get put in time out in Catholic school. <laughs> like I was that person who they put and like, oh, you need to be in a special class because you're just a total disruption. And you know, back then we didn't have money to be put me in dance or gymnastics or anything, but I kept watching. We didn't have cable and yeah, but I was, I was just really into once I got that those active outlets, I was like, this is wonderful. But I'm, um, I'm definitely into um, basically trying to allow people, I'm passionate about trying to get people to a point where they're comfortable in their own skin. And that's, that can be anything physically, you know, trying to get them to, as I say, like cosplay confident, you know, um, I love cosplaying. I love um, Renaissance festival role-playing. And it's funny because I want people to be comfortable in their own skin, but I also want them to, you know, some people don't feel comfortable role-playing because they feel like there's some kind of shame behind it, like, or shame being a nerd or anything like that. And I just, you know, the things that we're passionate about make a, like, are an extension of what our core values at are. So those are things I'm passionate about right there is um, getting people to their healthiest selves, mentally, physically, emotionally. So. Awesome. Well, I think listeners, you've heard all the things that make my guest wonderful. And I think it's only fitting now that we head into some NPC creation. So you were talking to me before we started rolling and wondering which direction you wanted to go. So which direction are you wanting to go as far as making up a character today? You know what? I'm pretty, I, I'm adventurous right now. I'm curious what, um, I have so many dice with me right now and I want to use them. So why don't we come up with a character on the spot? Awesome. Okay. Well, first question we have to ask ourselves is what is the character's name? Let's go ahead and roll a d20 to figure out a name. You see how big this dice is already? Yes. Uh, for those in our audio <laughs> medium, you cannot see on the webcam right now, but my guest has an absurdly large d20 that she'd like to roll. It's bigger than my hand. I have a natural one. How lame is this? <laughs> oh, you rolled a one? I seriously just rolled a one, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this name was suggested by a previous guest, uh, Brady okay. Effler, who's also a Sinfonian as well. And the name we have is Huxtable. Huxtable? Huxtable. H-U-X-T-A-B-L-E. Huxtable. Huxtable. Yes. All right. Now okay. We, now we need to figure out the ancestry for Huxtable. So let's go ahead and roll a D100 or 2D10. Gotcha. Where's my, my thing? There it is. All right. I got a 70. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. So Huxtable is a death lock. All right. We got like, what, Warlock? Eldred is like a spellcaster named Huxtable. All right. Now we need to figure out what his job or role in society is going to be. So let's go ahead. That will require a roll of a regular D10. Okay, um, let's see here. Eight. Eight. Okay. This was suggested by my previous guest, Andrew Leslie. And the job that Huxtable the Deathlock has is a horse trainer. <laughs> So he's this got... guy has like a secret deathlock or something. All right. <laughs> Maybe, or he just really loves horses. Uh, horse whisperer, undead horse whisperer, perhaps. Um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, well, let's go ahead and figure out how old uh, this character is. That's a D8 to roll. 
Okay. D8. Four. Four. Okay, adult. So, an adult. Just okay. whatever would be in an a adult A little easier. Range. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. All right. And now that we've done a little bit of dice rolling, hopefully we're starting to get a mental picture. So, when we are trying to conjure a physical description of Huxtable, what immediately comes to mind? What are you thinking? I'm conjuring up, literally conjuring up. I'm thinking someone who's, like, kind of watching... You know, he's very observant, maybe some a little bit of cunning in him, you know, but we have a mysteriousness to him. I, I don't know. I'm thinking kind of something like uh, the, the guy from The Last Witcher. Gerald Rivia, Henry Cavill. Gerald. Yeah. I'm just thinking kind of, you know, as far as his eyes, like, you know, the watchingness of it, like that stoicness, but, you know, kind of always on guard. You know, but he's a horse trainer as well. You know, right. he does have some ability to care for animals. Deathlocks, undead spellcasters bound to serve a master. They were usually the remains of warlocks reanimated by their patrons after failing to fulfill their part of a pact, but they could also be created by necromancers. So if he's a horse trainer, maybe it's something like he's the servant of a powerful necromancer and maybe he was once a rival and so now he's been reanimated and he's forced to tend to the horses of this necromancer or something um oh i'm uh, thinking too yeah like you know fell out of favor or something and now he's like this is his bound task <laughs> and so if he's this reanimated warlock maybe in the service of a necromancer or what have you that's now tending to horses and training them i mean do you envision him still looking like an undead warlock or what do you imagine him to appear to look like so I'm thinking maybe, you know, robes tucked in with like a belt or something like that, like, you know, tunic style. So it kind of gives you that feel of, you know, there's somebody, it has that spellcaster feel to it, but at the same time, it does, it's not outright. You take a look at the horse trainer over there. You're like, oh, okay, it's just a horse trainer. But when you look, you're like, why does he have those, like those robes? Something's off about him. The fact that he's falling apart as well a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like... There's kind of maybe like a characteristic kind of like twitch gimp going on there, but it's just like as he's like strokes the the mane of the horse, like there's just something off, you know? Okay. So I, I definitely think if like say adventurers were to come by and they were looking like if they just had a cut, if they had that perception and they took a look or something mm -hmm. at Hooks the Bull, they'd be like, something's a little off there, you know? So... We like to give our NPCs some adjectives that describe them overall. So if you had to pick three adjectives to describe Huxtable, what would they be? Well, I would say stoic for one thing. <laughs> I think that's mysterious, obviously, um, you know, that really kind of comes to mind. And then a cunning, a cunningness to him. Okay, so we have stoic, mysterious, and then we have cunning as well. All right, so now we get to go back to rolling some dice. So the next thing is we get to figure out if Huxtable possesses a valuable item, a piece of lore, a secret, or if there's an ideal or concept that he ascribes to. So we need to roll a d4 first to figure out what's the category. Okay, I have a three. Three, so this is going to be a secret, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, let's go ahead and roll a d6 to determine what is the secret. This is such a big dice. Five. <laughs> Five. 
Okay, well, you can tell me if you think this works, but here it says they're a member of a local demonic cult. You know what? That, that actually kind of works pretty well, I think. <laughs> so he's an undead spellcaster. Right, that's a horse training. to the horses. Yeah, so he's horse training. Demonic cults. I mean, the cult could be people who ride horses throughout the night. <laughs> it's like, I'm they just could. thinking, Paul Revere. Or is it something else? Deathlocks did not have any goals that they had in life, aside from fulfilling their patrons' desires. Maybe it's not the necromancer that he works for that actually is his patron, his master. What if he's part of this demonic cult, and as punishment from failing to do something within the demonic cult, he was resurrected in that fashion. And so, hey, you have to go tend this other person's horses or whatever, but really, you're a member of our cult, and you have to do our bidding. And so they're kind of like an agent in disguise or something something if you will yeah i mean i could see that a little bit more and i mean i think that would give a lot of um reason for him to try to get out of this and ask the adventurers even though he's like you know traditionally aligned with an evil character but also you know with the stoicness of everything you know they are what lawful evil i want to say Deathlocks, I believe here it says they are neutral evil. Neutral, yeah. Okay. So very much like, you know, whatever serves his needs in the end. That makes sense. That might be why he's punished (laughs) with this. Alrighty. Our player characters encounter Huxtable, the Deathlock horse trainer, secretly in service to a local demonic cult that our landed gentry necromancer doesn't know, I suppose. And Huxtable has a quest, a side quest that he wants to offer the heroes. If we roll a d12, what's the possible side quest that he could offer up? I have a 12. 12. Okay. Uh, You tell me if you think this sounds good. It is a side quest to investigate the abandoned lodge. All right. So if we're investigating the abandoned lodge, I mean, we would have to have a reason to investigate it as like, is that would is that where he would plan to, they would have a demonic cult meeting? Is that right? Hmm. Is it a lodge that it's been abandoned? Maybe it's on the land of this guy that he's supposedly working for. And like you were saying, maybe that's where this cult meets up. That's where he gives his status reports to his master or whatever. And so he's kind of misleading the players to be like, hey, you should go check out this abandoned lodge. There's some weird and spooky things that go on over there. And then- But ultimately trying to leave them, yeah traps them extract information use them as a sacrifice or something maybe yeah Yeah, i mean that might be like to use them as a sacrifice and then in that sense free him from his duties i mean that might have been why he you know so so the cult promises him that if he can lure some people into this lodge and they can conduct this ritual or whatever then he'll be released from his binds of service and he can like finally pass on or something yeah that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, I mean, this is going to be a fun, fun to role play. It's definitely kind of like a very, something that's very different from what I normally play. I'm excited. So, yeah. and I'm wondering how much of what he, like, now I'm starting to think, does he like training horses? Or is this something that he just like hated animals? <laughs> or if he like yeah. killed 
the the cult's like prize i don't know like shadow mirror <laughs> i'm just thinking of skyrim references here and it's like right. okay so now you're you're doomed to train our horses <laughs> you know so right. are you still sold on that idea that the cult has him working with this other guy that believes oh i'm in charge of him and you know i'm his master but really this cult is the master of him and he's merely there to spy on this necromancer or something or is the lord of the place or wherever that he's working where this horse trainer lives, you know, where a horse trainer would be, um, is just a normal guy and he just has like this undead person that tends to his horses. Like a cover story is like, oh, well, Huxtable's always tended the horses. So when he died prematurely uh, in the prime of his life, he, of course, his soul couldn't be at rest because he had to stay and train the horses or whatever. Yeah. And that's like... <laughs> And that's the cover story. And then really, you know, this the landowner is maybe the leader of this demonic cult. And so by proxy, then that means that Huxtable is then part of the local demonic cult. And the group then uses this abandoned lodge in the area where they perform their dark deeds. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think that's kind of, let's play that angle. Because I, I want to think that Huxtable maybe wasn't really evil to begin with. And then, you know, he did die prematurely. And like, he's, because he's neutral, you know, like his characteristics, he's now bound to serve this demonic cult. He didn't realize what he got into. And, you know, like, but he's also willing to sacrifice others in order to get out himself. So, I mean, that's kind of where the evil's in there. I mean, like, if he's willing to sacrifice not only one person, but, like, a whole party um, mm. in order to just, like, move on with rest, you know, who knows? He could have been like, this is wrong, but in order for me, you know, it's like, because nobody else, like, if we think about the alignment, right? <laughs> right. Like, you know, no one else would be, like, they'd be just stuck here, not like, ah! let me sacrifice other people in a sense to deal with this okay so yeah let's go with that like he died prematurely what do you think about this he originally was led into that lodge with maybe his friends or something back in the day and so this leader guy was like oh you're useful to me i'll resurrect you as a deathlock and you'll tend my horses and so it's kind of like a, a personal hell if you will for this yeah. guy who's now bound to this cult this local leader and you know that's why he trains horses so that maybe that kind of helps fill in the the gap as yeah. far as you're like does he like horses or not yeah so i mean he's basically playing the cards back to the next party i mean he got led into that lodge this poor <laughs> this is gonna be funny if there's another party or that has a warlock in it so huxtable's side quest is to lead a group of player characters to go investigate this abandoned lodge from the player's perspective what is going to be their reward for succeeding if we're supposing that this is really a death trap encounter uh for the demonic cult the players go there they get trapped they have to fight their way out or survive somehow what's going to be their reward well, I mean, at this point, if it's an abandoned lodge, but so we're in the middle of a town, right? I'm pretty sure there's citizens of the town that are that are saying that they get the heebie-jeebies. Maybe there's been a few murders around mm. the abandoned lodge. I mean, that's just like a soup right there for any adventuring party. It's like, hey, you know, the abandoned lodge is already on people's radar, um, but nobody dares go by it. You know, it's just like, why are people like going towards the lodge? you know, things like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, Huxtable, like he's 
he's crafty and he's not he's trying to not be associated at all with like the mysterious disappearings or murders or anything like that right because people have seen him as the horse trainer for a mm. long time i mean and if the mysterious the murders have started happening you know but nobody he was seamlessly resurrected you know like he was never he never disappeared or ever died then mm. maybe people don't realize it unless they have a really good perception and realize that the murders started happening after mr huxtable started getting a weird twitch <laughs> and he's been right. leading people to try to take his place right so it's i guess the ramifications i mean the reward is i mean the heroes get to be heroes i mean every time they you know like if you're going to a town or something it's like hey you know we need help investigating these murders or these disappearances they happen around abandoned lodge but nobody's figured it out yet would you find it conceivable for the players to take it over as kind of like a stronghold so they actually end up with their own property as far as like oh this is a lodge we could actually uh, set this up and start making money or something Oh, for sure. I mean, we could talk about how back in the day, like, or, and even Huxtable can take it a secret and be like, hey, you know, it's like, because, you know, for his own neutral vendetta, it's like, well, you know, he could play coy and it's like, hey, there's people who are investing. He, I mean, the, the fun part is he could be always that person that lead contact who's telling people about the information about the men and lodge not knowing with them not knowing that he's the person who's leading them there willingly mm. um but telling them like hey you know i've always been the horse trainer here um but the abandoned lodge is like back in its prime it had all of these places you know um to meet great things like that and it's just like it's a pity that she's fallen apart <laughs> and mm. you know all of this cursed and things like that but yeah that might be the fun part of it it's like but if it's looking for especially for a party like maybe a, a band of rogues or people like a party that got outcast recently mm -hmm. it could be a great hiding place for them but sure. they got to take it over first and investigate it so i like the idea if the players succeed and not dying and uh becoming worm food for the cult then potentially they have a new stronghold that they can take over uh, if you ascribe to matt colville's rules he does have rules <laughs> in there for a lodge oh, type stronghold stuff. And of course, you free the area from a local demonic cult, and I'm sure the cult has some uh, accoutrement and, and magic items and stuff that you could probably take. So it seems obvious then what's going to be the consequence of failure or the consequence of just ignoring Huxtable and just going on down the road and completely bypassing uh, the I mean, lodge. they would be cowards, basically. Like, how can they, I mean, one, they would be giving up a stronghold, and two, I mean, if the town's like, please help us, and they're like, nah. <laughs> but yeah, but Huxtable is secretly the person who's like, well, he has all of the information, but people don't know he's a key player in this game. So probably, you know, the town continues to endure more disappearances and a string of murders over the years. And yeah. just, you know, the creepiness of it just continues to grow. It's legend, the urban myth of it, if you will. Yeah, but I will say, like, Huxtable's stronghold in this, I mean, if he's a horse trainer, like, let's pretend that this town's main economic source is, like, horses and breeding them, training them, and things like mm, that, because okay. why else would they get rid of Huxtable? I mean, if he's doing a dang good job, then right. hopefully okay. nobody suspects him. So, yeah, right. let's, okay. let's roll with that. Just want to take a moment to recognize another sponsor of the show, Reaper Miniatures. They have been Texas Titans of the tabletop industry since 1994. They're right here in my backyard, and they have an amazing warehouse and game store. They make everything from paints to gaming accessories. 
stream on Twitch with tutorials and interviews, and host The ReaperCon. This year, back in person from September 2nd to 5th, 2021 in Denton, Texas. Whatever system you're running, whatever game you're playing, Reaper has a miniature that has you covered. Want to include Randolph in your game? Then might I suggest looking at their catalog for SKU number 77661. Perhaps you need a Lord Grubbub. Check out SKU 02646. Are you in the market for your very own Skink Knows the Lich? Look no further than SKU number 77280. You know, every time you shop with them and you spend at least $40 on your purchase, they will give you a cool new mini for free. And this miniature of the month is always something new. And if you're wondering how you can enjoy the benefits from my sponsor, if you visit my website, you can find a link for our sponsorship and use my referral code link when you shop to help support Sidekicks and SideQuests and get you some savings. By clicking that link on my website, it helps to track the traffic that our show directs towards Reaper Miniatures. The more traffic, the more that our Texas powers will be able to combine. So again, go check the link out on my website in order to use my special referral code and be sure to follow Reaper Miniatures on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. And be sure to sign up for ReaperCon 2021 and tell them that Sidekicks and SideQuest sent you. So thank you very much to this sponsor and back to the podcast. So let's go ahead and make a random encounter. So we find a young group of teens uh, who are traveling down the road. They're town locals, uh, and they know they are passing by the local lord's lands, and they're seeing all the horses that are out and about, and they can see the strange, odd fellow that has been the horse trainer for as long as they've been alive. They can see that he's slowly approaching them as they're walking down the road near the gate, near the fences uh, that border up against the land. And uh, this group of teens are all talking, interacting with each other. And, uh, you know, there's a young lad that leans over and is like, oh, have you, look at that weird guy over there. Uh, how long has he been around? Oh, I don't know. He's, oh, he's, he's been around here since before I was born. And then there's like a young lady that's with them. And she's like, oh, stop, don't, don't make fun of that poor Huxtable. He's a nice man. You know, he, he, look at those horses. They're so beautiful. And like the other guy's like, ah, you and horses. And uh, probably by this time, as they're bickering and conversating has finished up, uh, Huxtable uh, approaches the fence. Well, if you guys are going to keep talking about me, might as well ask me to my face. The one boy uh, will turn to the other boy and go, ooh, and then he'll be like, ah, shut up and then uh, the girls speak up and say oh I, i'm i'm sorry mr huxtable i we didn't mean anything by it uh how are you today well i'm fine but you know i'd be better off if people would stop talking about me i've been here for a long time so but i mean if you would like to make it up to me i could really use a favor here uh, and she'll say, uh, well, what favor do you want? And the, the boys are starting to be like, ah, favors, uh, whatever. But she tries to, like, keep their interest and be like, no, no, what favor? Well, you see here, I've been long enough. Of course, you guys know that I've been alive longer than you. And I've been keeping these horses that really help the town flourish nice and young and, you know, brisk. But something that's really saddened me 
about this town is this lodge over here. You know, it's it's kind of fallen apart. And I, you guys look like adventurers and, you know, um, very ambitious in trying to get in proud of your town. You know, I'd, I'd love to see, I mean, I, I'm falling apart a little bit here, but if you guys can figure out what's going on over yonder in this lodge and why, and dispel the myths of this talk and restore it to its old glory, I mean, it could be a lodge for you guys. And then I could keep my own peace over here. Who wants to come by here anymore because this lodge is, there's just rumors. The, the boys will kind of, you know, rib each other and be like, look, this, look at this guy talking about this. And then, you know, she seems to be enthralled by the idea. And she's like, oh, well, well we love this town, certainly. And, uh, you know, and she kind of like looks in the distance and sees this decrepit lodge that's like falling apart. And she's like, well, you know, my parents have always warned me about not to go to the lodge. But you, but you make a persuasive argument as far as, you know, if, if we could do away with the tall tales of that, that lodge, then surely that would bring more prosperity to the town. And like, you know, one of the boys is kind of it like... Give you, it would give your honor to your families as well. And then more people would come to this town without silly myths in their mind. And then one of the other boys is like, you know, kind of like at the talk of honor, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, and he's like, and, you know, he get, he like puffs himself up and he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I could, I could do that. Yeah, we could, and he's like, right. And like the other boy is just kind of like, eh, like, I guess, but he, he's not really sold into it. And well, it looks like you guys should shut your mouths then if you're going to talk all this bravado and make fun of people older than your age. I'll be over here whenever you'd like to talk about more serious things and actually finding glory. And then that other boy who was like, uh, that was enough to like make him mad. And so then he'll just be like, fine, I'll show you and I'll show everyone in this town. And he just like takes off somehow convinced by this horse trainer. And then like the others are starting to run after him. Like, wait, come back. You, you need us. Don't go. Then the camera would pan back over to Huxtable to see his reaction as they all take off towards the lodge. Yeah, it'd be like a, a mixture, <laughs> a mixture of, oh, I used to be an adventurer like you, <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's also like, ah, oh, this plan might work. So it, I think it'd be almost a mixture of like overall a deadpan neutral face because it's like he's trying not to smirk because he's, there's also some kind of sadden, like a bittersweetness, knowing that what he's doing truly, but also kind of like a smirk because he was also very annoyed with these punks like mm. making fun of him this is like oh, the head led. it was like i really hope that wasn't me and my party back then but this is the curse i have now <laughs> we'll call it scene then all right well yeah certainly uh i you know i didn't want to throw uh my good boy duncan to the wolves uh metaphorically speaking and have him be the victim of a demonic cult but will our young teens survive the lodge who knows but probably all the horror tropes tell us most likely not survey says but Carla, what I mean, did is you there a warlock in the party that, yeah. i mean that's gonna be the... <laughs> right well, Carla, what did you, uh, as we head into our final thoughts of the show, uh, what did you think of your experience on the podcast here today? 
Well, I thought it was really fun because I was like, well, let's see. You know, I used to, I took theater back in middle school and I remember I was always, it was so much anxiety to do any kind of improv, which is hilarious because now, you know, <laughs> being role players like us. But yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking, yeah, I could definitely like come up with something on the fly. I was like, whoa, this is out of left field. This is, hey, let's figure thing out. <laughs> so I thought it was really fun um, just trying to, you know, to step out of your comfort zone and try to figure something out. Out, you know and uh giving life to another i mean i talk about being comfortable in your own skin like you know and then giving glory to something else somebody else this is fun you know now i'm just gonna think about how i want to make huxtable like a real playable character for my next campaign or something you know yes. it's like yes be comfortable in your own skin whether it's alive skin or it's undead skin <laughs> falling apart decrypt yeah i well, do think though like that huxtable wouldn't just approach this party i do think like just because of the nature of what i'm envisioning him i think it would be a little bit more i think maybe the girl would have come up to him to apologize for the party mm. and then he would have given that pitch to them you know it's just like just because the, it's, he's an adult but he's really he looks like an adult but he's really kind of falling apart so who knows how long he's been an adult for right. so <laughs> get that exactly. scene uh, yeah i enjoyed it i thought that was great i already hear the bardic paladin song going on <laughs> yeah i appreciate it thank you kurt this was um much needed i had a very busy week well, I always like to give my guests the platform and give the stage to them and uh, give you a chance to promote or plug where you are on social media, what projects and passion things are you concerned about? Let us all know right here and now. All right. Yeah. So as I said earlier, I'm a certified personal trainer with Camp Gladiator. And um, so Camp Gladiator is uh, unlimited boot camp, unlimited um, times. I mean, you could work out and they're all led. Uh, virtually or outdoors by a certified personal trainer like myself um you know you could most of the time it's live i mean if you want recorded workouts the train it's up to the trainer we could give that to you my specialty is themed workouts i do have a target um you know nerds have a place in my heart and my goal is to put the fun and functional fitness so like i said you don't see this of course in the podcast you can, you're just hearing this but i do have my own set of foam <laughs> like a uh a polyhedral dice set and which has come in handy before i did do a dnd themed workout i've done a tetris themed workout i've done the witcher themed workout i've done a lot of different things and again my goal is to you know help fitness be fun um so that we can ultimately enjoy you know being active so that um and this this comes to the whole passion part you know a lot of my friends who like playing role playing um they get sick often they have a lot of health problems and um just experiencing personal loss in my family from preventable diseases uh, really kind of helped propel me to choose the career that I, I'm in now. But if you'd like to find me on Facebook, so on social media, my social media will be, uh, so Coach Carla Rar. So it's going to be Coach, C-O-A-C-H, Carla, K-A-R-L-A, -A, and then Rar, R-A-W-R. -R. Um, <laughs> I've gotten a, a little bit of a reputation here for um, inflatable dinosaur costumes, not like Velociraptor, because I'm a clever mm -hmm. girl. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, I have an um, Instagram that I, I think your audience might enjoy, especially talking about levitating platters and whatnot. It's uh, Bard Bell Inspiration. So B-A-R-D-B-E-L-L -L and an inspiration. So instead of Bardic Inspiration, it's Bard Bell. So 
yeah, you can, there's a lot of puns and there's a lot of uh, play on words there. Um, so yes, you can find um, how I can make food and eating healthy fun in a tavern situation with wooden bowls and something like that. And my, my other handles for my cosplay and my, um, my fitness are in there too. So I hope that helps. Awesome. Well, Carla, this was a wonderful opportunity to have you on the podcast, and it was great to catch up. And it's it's great that we were able to bring a terrifying deathlock into reality as a horse trainer who's a member of a demonic cult. Yes. Yeah, um, definitely. I was... <laughs> It's definitely fun. <laughs> definitely so not my personality. So I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And, and we hope to have you back on very soon. I, I look forward to it. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Side Quests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Overcast. Or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, sidekicksandsidequests.com, for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the show and the guests who have been on it. To stay up to date and interact via social media, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit by searching for SideKQ Podcast. I would love to talk D&D and showcase your fan art stories of how you used our NPCs, discussions, and commentary. If you would like to hail the bod, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests at gmail.com. To help this show be the resource it's meant to be, I ask that you please leave a review on iTunes to help spread the word and share our show with your friends and family. Whether you're a veteran player or an aspiring dungeon master, there's something here for everyone, and I want to hear about it. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast, copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Four! Sidekicks and Sidequests.